Welcome everybody to today's episode of Help. I'm in my 20s. I'm your host, Brianna, with my one and only co-host, Emily. And today we are joined with Owen. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So um, for those who don't know, Owen is one of my oldest friends, not because he's that much older than me, but because we've just been friends for so long. Um, And he's like a brother. So I'm very excited to have him here. Um, And we're going to be talking about fatherhood today. Um, Because also, if you don't know, um, Owen and his beautiful wife, Abby, who's also my best friend, uh, welcomed their son, Josiah, in December of last year. Um, And I had the pleasure and joy of meeting him last month. That feels like forever ago. Um, and so it just seemed kind of perfect to have you on the podcast to talk about fatherhood and all of that. So, um, but before we get into that, I would love if you could just kind of intro yourself to the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that was such a, like a, a softball, like I've been <laughs> lobbed up. I don't know. I feel like this is so I'm ready, but basically, yeah, I was like, I've known Brie for what, like 10 years, probably like we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Went to junior prom together. Plug that oh one. Gosh, yeah. Always a fun one. I love it. Borrowed a homie suit just to go. Uh, and then, yeah, I had a, or I didn't have a baby. My wife had a baby December 11th of 2020, kind of a crazy time to have a kid. Um, yeah, I, I work in the tech world now, majored in Bible and theology in college at a small Christian school. Um, grew up pretty normal and had a divorce at 11 with parents and kind of ruined some things financially. So, had to make a way for myself and blessed to be where I am now. It's like, I literally look back sometimes and I feel like I'm living my own dream of what I wanted to do when I was 16, like with a wife and kids and everything there. So it's just incredible. I'm so blessed. That's awesome. Well, and if I can just share a little more about you and Abby, um, because I feel like I just like love to brag about you guys, but um, I always tell people, I don't know if you actually know this, but um, I always tell people that my best guy friend and my best girlfriend got married and it was just like God's gift to me because it's just been so fun. Um, and now that you get from a baby, it just like is even more fun. Um, and I met when Owen and I met when I think it was in like youth group. It was like, probably we met at youth group. Then we figured out we went to the same high school and then we figured out we lived down the street from one another. So that's kind of like, yeah, like a hundred feet from each other, which is yeah, like- <laughs> which was like so random. Um, but yeah, anyways, so just been friends forever. And it's been really cool, honestly, to see just like your life, like the progression from like us being, you know, delinquents and skipping school to like have breakfast at my house and then, you know, graduating college, you can get and Abby getting married and now having a baby. Like, it's just been really awesome to, um, journey with you guys. Um, but I would love to hear more. And I think the listeners would too, um, kind of the, the like beginning of deciding that you were ready to have a baby, um, finding out that Abby was pregnant and just kind of like what all of that was like for you. Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. It was a whirlwind of everything. I mean, we had been battling the idea. Okay. Well, we'll pause. I'll go back a little bit. So Abby basically was like, had been wanting kids. She was like nine years old. Like that's just, she grew up taking care of babies and having a baby doll. And like, I grew up with not the easiest childhood. And so like, that was already hard enough to be like, okay, when I was finally adult, I was like, God, I missed out on all these years of childhood. I don't take care of another child. You know, I don't know if I can do this. So we were probably about a year or so into marriage when she first was like, hey, do you, when have we thought about having kids? Because when we first got married, it was like five years, we'll start the conversation, no less. And we've been married for three now, going on four, I'm pretty sure here in June. Yeah, but um, yeah, it started like a year and a half, two years into the marriage 
no less than that. So yeah, a year or so into marriage and kind of started that conversation. And at first I was like, what about that five years thing? You know, like <laughs> I thought that was the original agreement. Yeah. And then about, uh, you know, as we just kind of started talking, it turned into, this has always been not just a desire or something for Abby, but like really the dream and a lot of what she thinks she's purposed for in this life is just to care for her baby and our family and, and you know, have that fulfillment happen. And so uh, it took about a year or nine months of me coming around to the idea of having a baby. That sounds super bad, like coming around to the idea, like I was forced into it. But really the biggest thing was I was super scared. Like I had no good father figures. I didn't know how to do this. Like I didn't have a lot of support system or security in my life. And then having to be kind of like the the dad, you know, who was you know trying to take care of the family was just super scary. So we walked through that for like nine months until finally I was like, I think I'm ready to like set a date and start trying by if we're not trying by this date we're just you know dragging our feet and so that was march of 2020 was the date of like hey let's let's go for it at this point uh and then that was about actually the time we found out that we were pregnant so it was about two weeks after lockdown started we found out we were pregnant after trying for a few months which we're very blessed and lucky to only have tried for a few months like that's not the story of, of many couples um and so yeah, that's kind of what it was. Found out I was in the shower. She took a pregnancy test and she kind of stepped back and was like, hey, well, hey, babe. I was like, what? Like, what do you want? Literally shampooing my hair, like <laughs> had everything. And she just shows me the pregnancy test. And I was like, are you kidding me? And it's like, again, it's like in the middle of the morning. Like, what? <laughs> it's hard to be excited yeah. when you haven't had coffee or anything yet. So it was a really, it was a really sweet and tender moment rather than like the jumping up and down and screaming you typically would see. And so, yeah, that's kind of how we got there. Yeah. Well, and I remember when you guys told me, um, I kind of had like, what's the saying? Like served it up almost. Cause I made a joke. Cause we like, we were in lockdown and everyone was talking about people like, you know, they're going to have mm-hmm. babies cause everyone's like inside and stuff. And what else can you do? Mm-hmm. And I made a joke, I think. And then you guys were like, well, actually, and then showed me the pregnancy test and I like cried yeah. and screamed and it was like so exciting. <laughs> um, so I know that's the rough part is we're getting like lumped in now because like we had planned to have a kid for months at this point and then all of a sudden we get lumped in now with like the quarantines which is the worst worst name in the world for like babies yeah yeah and so I'm like everyone's having like their fourth and fifth kid like on accident during (laughs) COVID and I'm like no I promise this was like planned we just didn't plan to have a pandemic yeah yeah. all that stuff no totally and honestly at that point I mean, everything in the pandemic was just so rough. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's going to be a baby. There's like something to look forward Mm -hmm. to. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What kind of was that timeline like for you guys actually, like from knowing that you were pregnant to like preparing for the little one to come? Because I know that time period can be so different for so many people. So what was that like for you guys? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I don't totally understand the question, I think. So timeline of when we found out we were having a baby to when we started preparing for it. Or just kind of like, what was that like preparing to like, oh, it's reality that you're going to be a father now instead of just kind of thinking about it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because at first I was like nine months, right? No, sorry. find out you're having a baby. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. The nine Uh, months. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for... I think for Abby, it set in really quickly of like, oh, this is real. And I don't think it becomes fully real until you start showing and like having a baby. Mm-hmm. And she, her first trimester was a little bit 
different. It was like really nausea inducing, but it wasn't like morning sickness all the time. She was pretty functional, which is great. But once the baby started showing and you were like carrying all this like baby with you, like that's when I think it really became real to us where we look back and be like, oh, like this is happening. And so for me, I, I kind of put over the mental preparation already and was just kind of waiting for the time to happen. Like that was, mm. that was the transition for me from very scared of having a baby and very fearful of like all the things that could go wrong through my own shortcomings, like, or failures that I might go through that could affect our family. And so once I kind of got over that hurdle of like, this is something that I'm not in control of, like there's other people and other things that control this for me. Like there's only so much I can do. Uh, that's kind of when I was prepared and ready to go. And so when the baby came, like, it was, it was just like, uh, it was the moment of fulfillment of all those sort of feelings and, and preparations. So, so can you share a little bit about like the, the very first moment seeing Jay and, um, just kind of, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's like, I guess a lot of words to describe it. It sounds kind of, um, indescribable, but just kind of what yeah. that was like for you. Yeah, no, that's, that's a super good question. And yeah, it's hard to describe for sure, but the moment how it went for us was it was after 29 hours of labor. I've been pushing for four and a half hours and they're just about to get like the little, the vacuum thing to pull the baby out. Uh, That's what they <laughs> used for me. Oh my gosh. Jane, yeah. almost kind result. It's true. It's true. So yeah, I mean, that's why you guys have such a good connection. But uh, the, the OB came in who was like, because we were getting birth by midwives and nurses. So the OB came in as like the OB on duty and she was like, I think she's got it. Just give her like 20 more minutes and then add like pushed on out. And so at this whole time, like I'm texting the mother-in-law and my mom and family and like trying to be present and like really trying to make sure everything's okay. And then like when the baby comes, it was just like, you see the baby come out and he's crying and there's all these things happening. And like nurses are grabbing baby, grabbing mom, making sure everything, but it's just this like, there's no way to describe, but like this wave of emotion just comes over you. Like it's a very, intense thing and instantly we're both like bawling like because this is the time we've been waiting for you know and it took so long to get there like it took nine months and then 30 hours of labor to get there which is like the nine months seems not that long once you're in the hospital for that long um so yeah it was just like this moment of joy and fulfillment and the only thing that i could really describe it as like pinpointing words too is i'm a christian and i follow jesus and that's like what i um, like where I find a lot of fulfillment from. And it was just this overwhelming sense of gratitude and thanks to God of like, there's nothing here that makes sense. Like the whole forming of a human to then coming out and growing in a mom's belly for nine months. Like all of that is a miracle. And it was just uh, the fact that, yeah, he was okay and healthy and, and looking good after all of that was just this overwhelming sense of gratitude. Um, and yeah, that's probably the only way I can really put words to it. Honestly, I don't know about for you, Brie, but that was that's just like some of the most beautiful I love hearing stories of people like seeing their first kid for the first time or holding them for the first time because it's such raw emotion that not many other experiences come even close to that um so I love that but then what kind of was like the first couple months of actually being a father like because I know you probably had these Mm -hmm. like expectations of what it would be like um what was that yeah. I mean, we're still in it, right? My yeah. baby's three months old, so <laughs> we're still doing it, but I was super blessed to be able to take two months off of work and be actually with like my wife and the baby and our family was up here for about three weeks. Her mom was up here for a month at a time. So we had a lot of support system that people don't typically have, especially in the pandemic right now. 
now, like both of us were able to be in the delivery room and it was, yeah, well, I guess both of us, I was able to be in the delivery room. Abby obviously had to be there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the first few months, it was just like, I, I had the expectation of how difficult it was going to be. And I was like putting it on like, okay, it's going to be the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I think when you have expectations that are, I guess, low, yeah, that's lower, right? That's a lower expectation than what it was. Uh, it would end up being not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. And the big thing, I'm not feeding the baby every two hours. Like I'm not an essential worker in this stuff. I try my best to serve my wife and, and my, my baby, but like when it comes down to it, baby needs mom more than me. And so, yeah, it was just a really, really fun time of both difficulty of you know, sleeplessness and having to juggle family and baby and mom and health insurance and all this sort of stuff all at once. But um, it's the only thing that tripped me out was all of a sudden one day, I just could not stop crying like, and not good crying. Like it was just like a, Oh, like the well of emotions came over me of like, there's no turning back now. Like you have to make sure that your family's okay. And kind of that, that not necessarily pressure, but sort of that, the expectation that I at least set for myself of wanting to take care of my family had really set in. And like, I just could not stop feeling like, Hey, like you have to do this. Like, there's, there's no other way you have to like execute and, and be good. So um, yeah, that was, a super weird day. And like Abby's mom was here and Abby was here and like always encouraging, like trying to tell me I'm a good dad and everything, but I just couldn't get over it. Like I literally had to like sit down for like an hour and just like calm my body down. Cause I, I just couldn't get over it. It was the weirdest thing. Um, kind of going off of that. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't hear a ton of, of men talk about, um, expectations about fatherhood either for themselves or from society. Um, but do, did you feel like they were mainly those expectations or those feelings came from your experience and what you had set for yourself or were there kind of other outside mm -hmm. factors that also influenced that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think it's still a work in progress, right. Is I didn't have a huge father figure. I mean, I have a dad who's a pretty decent person, but he was fairly in and out of my life, you know, divorced and then alcohol alcoholism and just financially and emotionally not really involved. And so I didn't have a whole lot of like, you see these people who are like, you know, the classic Christian college, because both went to the same Christian college, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you see these people who are just instantly dads, right? When they get married and they look like they're so good at it. And then you look, you know, like, oh, you have an amazing dad. Like, obviously you know how to do this. <laughs> it just seems so easy. So that was probably the biggest one is like, I didn't really know. I'm just kind of picking and choosing all these different father figures I've seen in my life and being like, I think that's what I do. Right. Um, but there wasn't anyone I could just like pick up the phone and call about it um, besides my father-in-law, but still it's just like a, you know, something that's not my dad I grew up with. Like I met yeah. him four years ago, you know, five years ago. So that was probably the difference is like the expectations were probably set on by myself just because I want to take care of my family well and be the best father and husband I can be. That's always been my dream since I was 16. Like I just want to be a good husband and a good father. Um, and so with that comes like probably too high of expectations, but at the same time, I didn't have anybody to like work off of, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just picking and choosing my favorite things from all the dads I thought were pretty decent dads that I was able to get some time with. And, um, of course there's always like gaps of knowledge and confidence. Like you just don't have that voice saying, Hey, you can do this. Like, I'm, I'm, I really think you can. Like, that's why I really had to heavily lean on, um, the idea of God being my father and, and him hearing me and wanting to yeah, like care about those things. So yeah. And just, um, another aspect of it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're kind of the, you're the first of your like close friends to, mm -hmm. to be, become a father too. So, um, there isn't like, it's not like a group of you are all, you know, doing this together. 
um, at the yeah. same time. You're kind of the first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we have one set of friends who are about three or four years older than us who have two kids now, and we kind of took care of their kids, the little trial run. You classically, anytime you see some couple really taking care of someone else's baby, that's like a trial run, you already know. <laughs> uh, and so we were doing that, which being able to see someone my age with just as many like life things going on and like someone who was not, not that I don't love Nick Shafto, but he's not like the A plus, like, you know, he's destined to be great in a father. Like he's a good person, but you don't, you wouldn't be like, I don't, that's probably throwing him under the bus. But uh, yeah, in my, in my own friend circle, like no one, I don't know. I, those dudes can't be fathers yet. Those come on, man. Like, you, you know, my friends, Bree, and they, they can't do that yet. There's a couple of them I think is okay, but yeah, it's just, it's wild because you don't have anyone kind of there with you like to talk about this with. And so marriage is one thing. So a lot of young guys get married, you can talk about it, but yeah. fatherhood's a whole nother different one because they don't have any frame of reference. Like sure, they can kind of babysit or something every once in a while and see what it's like, but they don't know the pressures or anxieties or even just the work that goes into it. Yeah, and I appreciate you talking about that because in our motherhood episode, we talked with um, Sammy about how there's kind of just this image of like, oh, once you're a mom, like you're going to be great at it. And there's all these kind of instinctual things that just happen. And I think it's the same for fatherhood when especially you talk about like in the Christian circle, how these parents just kind of like pop out kids and these dads are just perfect and all seems good. Um, But it's not always like that. So I really appreciate you kind of just talking about that a little bit. Um, Kind of switching gears a little bit. I know your little guy is just so, so little still, but what has being a father really taught you about yourself in these past couple months? Yeah, that's a super good question. Um, I think it's the same things that often come out in marriage um, where like you don't realize how selfish you are until you get married. Um, and, and some of the things is like finding that, that next gear and that next bit of effort my pastor told me this before. He has five kids. I have no idea how he does it. Like, it just sounds like a nightmare. I prayed for his vasectomy, all that stuff. Like, <laughs> it just sounded scary. And he told me, I was like, how do you do it? Like, you're going to divinity school. You're pastoring a church. You have five kids. You love your wife. Like, you're trying to write and everything. And he's, he was mentioning to me, he's like, at some point, you just hit another gear. Like, I don't know when it is in life, but you just, like, start getting this extra gear of effort. Um, and I don't think I've hit that necessarily, but I'm, like, slowly hoping I will and see in it. So, that's probably the biggest adjustment is just like your time is not your own and you have very rare times of the day that are your own. Uh, and those times you really have to make count. Like you have to do your favorite things or um, like if you're feeling like you want to do something and you've been feeling that for weeks or something like do it when you have free time, like you, you should do it. So that's probably, I don't know if that answers the question super well, but that's what I've learned. Yeah, no, it did. And that kind of makes me think of something too, is when, people talk about becoming parents. I've heard a lot of sometimes of like, oh, you have to give up certain things. You have to give up social life or hanging out with friends. But how have you kind of been able to keep those other parts of your life as well? Yeah. I mean, we'll see, right? Pandemic (laughs) doesn't have a whole lot of community and friends and and all the things you typically would be juggling in your week-to-week schedule and so that's made it a little bit simpler like everyone knows that the basics are family wife kids right now Um, but individually I think 
I've never, I, I don't have any like huge goals or aspirations that I'm like grinding my life towards. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not one of those millennials that's super good at climbing that ladder and focusing on the goals. But I think, yeah, the difficulty is just probably time and how much effort you have at the end of the day and how much energy you have. Like, I don't, it's, I really respect the people who can work all day, parent in the morning, parent at night, and then like still stay up from like 10 to two and write their manuscript or something like that's such an amazing thing to me and something where when I when I find the time I try to de devote what I can to what I want to do but most of the time I'm just trying to re rest like <laughs> trying to do less you know <laughs> yeah no and that makes sense and with such a small one too it's it's well deserved um so speaking of the small one um what are just some of like your favorite memories with him um so far and maybe just things that you're looking forward to being able to experience mm -hmm. with him um, when he can walk and talk and, you know, all yeah. the things. Yeah. I love that we're referring to him as the small one because it makes him sound like he's like baby Yoda or something. Like it's super cool. Um, but I think some of the, the best memories, I mean, it's just being together as a family unit. Like it's such an amazing and joyous thing. Even if we're sitting there and like watching some dumb show like Shark Tank for two weeks or whatever you were up here for. It's not a dumb <laughs> show. <laughs> Sorry, Shark Tank is not a dumb show, but it's like, it doesn't matter what's on. You're just with family yes. at that point. And so that's been some of the sweet parts. I love, like he co-sleeps with us for half the night. And it's like the most fun thing in the world when you wake up and you're like, oh, my baby's in bed with me. Like, it's so fun. And like the mom, mom and him look so cute together. So uh, yeah, that's been my favorite. Family walks are just like a joy. Like it's super fun. So anytime where you have no distractions and just family around is like so beautiful so and what about things as he gets older that maybe you're looking forward to as he gets older man I mean there's so many stages of life I'm super I'm sure Abby's getting upset with me about this or at least a little bit annoyed but I keep thinking like oh my gosh my baby's gonna be 18 tomorrow like <laughs> I know how quickly that that time goes by um, even just by being like, I, don't, I, I, I know I've been married for four years or just about, but it seems like it's been longer or shorter. I don't know. Like maybe COVID's messed up time for everybody. I don't know. But part of me is like, there's so many stages of life I want to see. Like, I, I can't wait to see him like running around and being crazy. Like as a little boy does, like that's, that was a, such a fun time in my life. Just being able to like, my mom just let me kind of do whatever. <laughs> We're pretty free to do whatever, as long as it's in the house. And so just like kind of being crazy. And then obviously some of the big things is I had to, we, my brother and I had to teach my dad how to throw a baseball and he never rode a bike. He could swim. So like we had to help him learn all these things that we wanted to do. And so I'm super excited. Like if my dad had pushed me in basketball a little bit more, I think I would have actually done something with it, at least in high school, but no one like pushed me for it. And so, cause he didn't know what to do. And so I'm excited to like coach and be alongside and like be able to have all those, those things that I didn't really get to do with my dad, uh, both like as a Christian, as, as, you know, trying to disciple my kid. And at the same time, like just the fun things, like I want to be able to help him with his jump shot and help him swing the basketball or the baseball bat better. Sorry. That's a thing. Baseball bat. Um, <laughs> but all those things that are, I didn't get to do that much as a kid. I'm looking forward to. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I also love your, um, your stories of you and him watching sports together. And it's like, what is it? You say like, <laughs> Like just guys the being dudes. dudes, guys being dudes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not my fault. He loves watching basketball and oh. hockey and football. Oh. He just like gets locked into it. I think it's so yeah. funny. No, it's I don't really... think he can see what's going on. No, it's probably a blur, but he sees the blurs moving yeah. possibly. Exactly. <laughs> and at like a fast speed. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, 
what is, I mean, one, or just, I don't know, something that you would want to share with anybody who is expecting or any guy who is expecting um, a baby and is about to embark in fatherhood or um, yeah, anything like that, anything that you just kind of want to share? Yeah, that's a good question. Part of me is like, oh, who am I to say something to somebody else? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I have a three month old child and I'm like, just figuring it out. Um, so I can only speak from my perspective, but I think COVID's made it difficult just with the lack of community, like even just being with people on church on a Sunday that you've never met before, but are interested to hear in your life. Like those are things. And I think there, there's, there's a lot weighing on fathers and mothers, both that they don't get to speak about a lot that they just kind of take in, in because of their child. Like they, they want to make sure their kid's doing good. And so I think community is the biggest thing. And I know that's thrown around so often. It's the C word, right? In Christian colleges, like it's community, but having real people you can talk to about like struggles and joys, then being legitimately excited with you is, is huge. And so I think we see that too, right? Like our, our parents who are the boomer generation, like your dad doesn't have friends. Your dad has your mom's husbands or your mom's friends, husbands, that's their friends. And so I'm hoping that our generation can at least have like actual friends so that you can show your kids what community looks like. And it's not just some dad who uh, lives his whole life to work and then go, you know, drink with his wife's husband's friends. Right. Wife's friend's husband's. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's been a long week, y'all. It's been a long week. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. It. Oh, no, I love that. And I think, yeah, it's just, we've all been in quarantine for a while and it's not going to last, but I I hope that everyone, regardless of if they're parent or not, has like taken the time to really love like what community can offer. Um, and so I kind of think that's a perfect note to end on. I don't know about you, Brie, but. Okay, cool. So to wrap up, um, we just like to play this little game. Um, it's called, Do You Know Me? You can get on Amazon. Um, and basically all the questions are yes or no. So I'll ask the question. I worked really hard to find questions that I don't, I don't know the answer to. Um, Emily and I will guess. And then after we guess, you'll let us know if either of us are right. Emily and I are not that great at this game. No, we're but not. We try anyways. <laughs> this is actually super scary. I do not like yes or no answers. Like, I don't know. It's maybe the classic like Bible theology person in me, but I'm not. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's always a. You're like, it's, yeah. it's yes and no. Like, it's, but, yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the classic California. No. Yeah, dude, for sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, okay. First question. Has Owen received a speeding ticket in the last year? I'm going to say no. I was going to say no too. Yeah. That's correct. I have not. I got two speeding tickets when I was 16 <laughs> and I have never gotten one since. Dang. Wow. wow. Nice work. <laughs> I was going to say it's because you now have a baby. Some people stop getting speeding tickets after they have a baby, but you were long before that. Nope. I learned my lesson yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scarred for life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next question. Has Owen ever done an escape room? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say no, but you are definitely someone I would want to do an escape room with. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to say no too, because I just don't even know how big they are in Seattle. No. Good answers again. I have not. I am like the little party planner for my team at work and we tried to do it once and they're so expensive. Oh, really? So, yeah, they are. They're like 35 mm -hmm. bucks a head or something. Oh my God. They're so I, expensive. I think I did one 
I know I did one in college, but it was one of one of my friends who was organizing it, like took the brunt of the cost. So I think each of us ended up and she like chose to, but it, I don't remember why. I think maybe she was, it was for her. I can't remember, but I remember paying like 15 bucks, but maybe that's not the norm. Yeah, they're not cheap. Dang. Yeah. There's virtual virtual ones now. If you do like um, Airbnb online experiences, I, I have to set these up for work and sure. apparently you can do them online. See, it was oh. like, it was like 35 bucks for an escape room or 45 per person for one of the rage rooms. And I was like, that's <gasps> for sure better. <laughs> we were oh just my gosh. talking about rage rooms. The last episode, I need it's to It's such do a this. good idea. You just, yes. you can go pick up a bunch of random crap from Goodwill. They'll take it off their hands. Yeah. yeah. And then you just get to like charge people to break stuff. Incredible. My next be- business venture. Just kidding. I don't have any business venture. <laughs> Your next one. So sharks, here's my idea. I have an entrepreneurial (laughs) state of mind. (laughs) But no, no Brianna, for those reasons, I'm out. (laughs) I'll be that person who's like still backpedaling. And they're like, we all said no. And I'm like, hear me out. Please leave. (laughs) There's no offers on the table anymore. Okay. (laughs) They're like, this is just embarrassing. I'm like, like, Lori, Mark, I I can bring myself back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Robert, <laughs> come on, Robert. Yeah. My God. It's a real one we all want. I just start following him on LinkedIn, by the way. And all of his posts mm-hmm. just like make me feel really good. It's, they're really encouraging. I really, I ha- highly recommend. I'm sold. I'm sold already. I'm yeah. going to follow him on LinkedIn. Do it. <laughs> okay. Um, has Owen ever binged an entire TV series in a day? I'm, I feel like this is kind of a hard question because some TV series are like super long. So I just don't think mathematically that's possible i'm gonna say no but i think you've done some serious damage in one day i'll say yes to be different because we've guessed the same on all of them so i'll say yes oh that's fair <laughs> yeah that's i don't think i've done a, a series yeah that's like a lot right I, so i don't think i've done this series yeah. before i've definitely done seasons in a day yeah uh the ones i can remember was i was behind after living apart from abby on Stranger Things, she watched it with her mom and I hadn't watched it yet. And it was like the first season. So mm-hmm. I probably got in like eight or nine episodes in one day, just doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then depression watching Dexter in college was crazy. I think I watched like four seasons in a week. It was wild. Like legitimately the only thing I did all week. Yeah. Okay. This makes me think it's not a TV series, but I don't know if you remember this, but in high school, you got your wisdom teeth out and there was like yep. a Lord of the college. Rings watch party situation and I remember Abby asked me to go with her to like wing woman and I was like mm-hmm. I want to do anything but this right now but she is my best friend and I will do this for her and now you're married with a yeah. child and I just feel like so proud <laughs> yeah that's a rough one that's a story that's not to be shared on a podcast publicly you have to come find me to get that story uh but yeah Lord of the Rings extended edition marathon in college after the first winter break had my wisdom teeth mm-hmm. out. It's like 14 hours and it's just the best thing in the world. Uh, and then Abby was called on by my mom to take care of me for wisdom teeth. So, uh, and it was not a good time for either of us in our relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here we are. God bless Abby for sticking there we around. are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, it's better now. And I don't know how long I was there, but I was for sure asleep most of that. I, I think I tried to watch it and I just we just knocked out in the corner just <laughs> I think I honestly was truly nice. um okay next question does Owen like pulp 
in his orange juice? I'm going to say yes, because I know Emily does not. And she's going to say no. I hate it. <laughs> I'll like, say no then. Yeah. Like not casually. No, I'm I feel like the no. answer has to be yes, but there's varying levels of pulp. Like I don't want a whole pulp thing, like just a little bit. Is there so. ever like whole pulp? Now, now the word pulp just sounds weird to me, but uh, <laughs> there's like a little bit or like regular or like lots, I'm pretty sure. Like I don't oh, know, Abby's, Abby's parents have an orange tree. And so like, you can't really like filter out the oh. pulp. So I, I think it's good. Interesting. I literally just thought it was like pulp or no pulp. I didn't realize they were having like textured liquid though. So I don't know. Now that I'm rethinking about mm. it. I might be on Emily's side here. Yeah, it's the texture for me. I just can't do it. I'm like, I'm drinking a liquid. There should not be anything else in here. Like there's no like textured liquids anywhere else. You're like, that's not good anymore. Like I can't drink yeah. that. But orange juice, you're like, sure, I guess so. <laughs> this is healthy. No, <laughs> it, it is healthy, but <laughs> it's fine. That makes me think of um, because I I I'm fine with pulp in my orange juice. But Emily, when you said that, that made me think of um what is it? The like peppermint, it's like a seasonal peppermint, uh, milkshake at Chick-fil-A. And Abby mm-hmm. and I had this conversation because I said, it's a liquid. I want to be drinking it. I don't want to drink and then have to like munch on the little pieces, oh. um, which is what she yeah. likes about it. But that's interesting. That- the only thing that gets a pass for having like solids in a liquid is boba tea. It's so good. Oh yes. Mm. Every time. True. Which also you can do virtual, make your own boba. I just heard of but this. Can I, wow. but can I drink it? Yeah. <laughs> like they send you the kits and then, you oh. Let, oh. yeah, they like send you the kits and then you hop on uh, like a zoom with the instructor. I'll, I'll find the, I'll get you the information. I just learned about this. Next podcast, right. Yeah. <laughs> Little curveball this week. We're just making our own boba. Welcome. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Last question. Has Owen ever broken a bone? I don't think so. If you have, sorry, I don't remember. Sorry. I'll say no. <laughs> Mm-mm. I trust Brie on this one. Yeah, that's a good question. It's it's a no. I don't technically think I've broken a bone before. I've like fractured like four fingers and sprained wrists and bruised mm. tailbones. And so, yeah, I don't know how I haven't broken a bone, honestly. I spent my whole childhood like skateboarding and snowboarding and playing sports. And so I have no idea how it hasn't happened. <laughs> well, hopefully it will happen. My dad... Wait, I was, yeah, I was with you guys when my dad like broke his finger at the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how that happens, but apparently it does. So he has to do these like exercises so that he doesn't have to get surgery. (laughs) Little finger finger exercises. To make sure he like keeps, he keeps mobility. (laughs) I FaceTimed him the other day and he's like, here, look, this is what I have to do these days. And I was like, thumbs up. So happy for you. Wow. Well, thank you for playing the game. Those are all of my questions. Kind of a scary game, but yeah. everyone gets <laughs> nervous can, at this part. Can of really the podcast. expose you. Everyone. Like that, that's I feel like the hard part is like, imagine if you're like a pulp loving speeding ticket. You yeah. got like five broken bones. Like I, that's kind of a rough image to have these <laughs> listeners hear about. Like I don't want myself to come off that way. I'm glad this I haven't. Like, but if I had, is, I probably would have lied a little bit. You know. <laughs> Yeah, this is literally when people start sweating. Like, they'll be fine the whole time. And then now they're like, oh, I'm sweating. So nervous. They're like, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, there's a, I think we edited it out of the uh, original version. But my cousin was on the podcast and she was like, wow, I'm really sweating, guys. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Oh. Well, uh, now everyone knows, but she's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> 
Well, Owen, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us and just sharing about your new little family. And we love hearing all of your stories and can't wait to see little Jay grow up and everything. Um, so thank you so much for just sharing a little bit with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was such a joy to be on here. Um, and yeah, hopefully that's uh, gives a good perspective to other people and at least tells you a little bit about my journey. So yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for having me on. Oh, well, thank you all for listening and make sure to tune in next week for another episode and we'll talk to you guys later.